Hello and welcome back to Walk the Cinema podcast. We are coming to almost the end of our Oscar highlights, but today we are going to be continuing with Power of the Dog after a word from our sponsor. So this is the most nominated movie this year, right? Yes. Make sure I'm right, because if I'm wrong, I'm going to get burnt in the comments again. No, I'm pretty sure this is... It's 12. Yeah. 12 nominations. Uh, This was kind of underseen. I feel that at a point, like, a lot of the media was talking about how this was not very popular for Netflix. But, I don't know, does it grant the 12 nominations, you think? That's a hard question. I definitely see the merit of why it's critically acclaimed right now. Right. But I'm not sure it deserves all of the things it got nominated for, in my opinion. Mm. Well, it, it won. It already won the Best Ensemble cast at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which I would say this is the Best Ensemble of the Year. Like, it's not my favorite movie, but, like, it has very strong acting from, like, the four, I guess, main ones mm-hmm. that make the ensemble. And it's, I don't know, it's very familiar, in a sense. I feel like there's a lot of these, like, serious Western dramas that get a, this type of recognition. Yeah. And Forgiven One... Best Picture recently, I guess recently, not recently, but in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And that feels like a step down from Power of the Dog for me, which I probably shouldn't have said that because people love and Forgiven, but I feel like this is classier and more impactful in my eyes. It definitely, I think it's kind of a, not a necessarily a slow burn, right? But it definitely doesn't slap you in the face i think right. with its with its themes and its um well even the title is very suggestive mm. because the power of the dog i guess he reads that in like a bible verse at the end which i'm not super familiar with but the dog himself that they talk about is the shadow that they see in the hills mm-hmm. and there's only three people that are able to see that and we go to that like Two, three times throughout the movie. Where he just stares the main character. Phil, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, Phil just stares into the hill and his cow hands don't really know what he's looking at. And then when he's next to Peter, Peter immediately sees it. Or he already had seen it and then he brings it up. And those two characters see it and then Bronco Henry, which is a character we never meet but it's talked about heavily. Yeah, he, he also the... sees it, and I think the connection between those three and seeing it is that they're also hiding something. Like the hill is hiding the dog, mm-hmm. right? And those three characters are hiding themselves mm-hmm. from this very masculine and stern environment, right? Which is, I think, is the main theme of the movie. Well, from what I've read a little bit about, I did see that Benedict Cumberbatch, who does play the main character. Um, said that this movie really is about fighting toxic masculinity, right. I guess, where, I mean, 
Phil, the, the character, is probably the epitome of someone who is toxically masculine. Yeah, and then we see why he's toxically masculine. Because, and then, yeah, he's trying to hide another part of him. Yeah, he's know? trying to overcompensate. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people correlate to toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so against feminine things or homosexual acts because you're trying to hide your own insecurities, insecurities yeah. or like you know that kind of thing but um this movie had i don't know it, it started off i wasn't too sure about it i guess but i something that did really capture me immediately was the soundtrack i really mm. liked all the um kind of background yeah this guy nominated for that music yeah yeah and I think that one's probably one of the ones that it definitely deserves because it was it felt very engaging to me. Um, I felt very engaged with the acting. The acting also. I think Kristen Dunst love her so much. She's always playing these kind of sad characters nowadays. I think it's like kind of cute that she's with her fiance or her husband. I don't know. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, that's true. Because. Clemens. Mm-hmm. They've been dating for a while. Yeah, 2016, I think. And then they're dating in the movie, but it's a completely different type of relationship that's... I don't know, kind of... lumped together hmm. for them, which is why Phil is also unsure about her. Yeah, I guess so, because Phil, Phil is a very untrusting person, He, which... We don't really know why he's untrusting of Rose. Well, because um, he, he just thinks that she's doing it for the money. Well, or... yeah, but like we don't he really, really, really hates her though. Yeah, we don't, but we don't know why he hates her. Yeah, like it's not really stated other than that he thinks that maybe she's using his brother. But I mean, there was never any instance of. I would think that would solidify that she is using his brother, you know? Well, everything's up for interpretation, but it's part of it. This movie really doesn't put anything out mm. to you. It does, like, do it through emotions and feelings more yeah. than showing you. Emotions, feelings, and then, like, little cl- clues, I'd say, mm. sprinkled throughout. Because, I mean, we talked about this right after we saw it, about the ending of phil dying yes obviously we're gonna be talking about the whole movie so if you haven't seen it sorry um but so phil dies because he anthrax yeah he he was in contact with anthrax because the hide that he was using to make the rope was in was from an infected cow and he had had a uh, a pretty nasty cut from moving logs you know, it was either the day prior, or like that that morning prior. Either way, well, you, really you bring that up, but yeah, the timeline sometimes is a little not explicit. Yeah, which can confuse a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, you're you're on your story. <laughs> well, yeah, so I immediately, well, not immediately. I just kind of thought, oh, that's a tragic thing that happened. Uh, he died on accident. Oops. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, but Peter is going to school to be a medical doctor. He already, he's already killed a rabbit mm-hmm. and dissected it. And 
you know, the people of the house, like the household members, like the, um, the girl that makes the food mm-hmm. and then his mom kind of think it's a little like weird weird that he killed the bunny yeah when they were all kind of enamored with it they were still going to eat it but like they didn't think he was going to dissect it i believe and so we have that we have that the story that phil already told him that some of the dead calves that he finds usually had some type of disease such as anthrax yeah they mentioned that yeah he cut the hide from the cow a dead cow yeah from a dead cow that was the disease yeah so and then he at the end when he had when he's holding the 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 finished rope he's holding it with gloves Mm -hmm. which implies he knew yeah implies he knew that that's what killed him and so my thing is like huh i think he he did it on purpose i think that because my thing was, like, he seemed to really love his mother mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, so I was like, well, we all know Phil is, like, driving her to alcoholism or had driven her to alcoholism. Well, yeah, he belittle, belittle, belittled her so much that she felt worthless. We yeah. see that when she supposed to play the piano for the guests and she just can't do it, can't bring herself to do it. Because of the embarrassment she felt when Phil was playing the banjo, making fun of her playing the piano. Yeah. Yeah, she got upstaged by the banjo. Yeah, she, so she <laughs> she's really affected by this type of hazing that Phil yeah. brings. And so my, my confusion was why is Peter getting so close to Phil if he knows that Phil is kind of the worst person to his mother and he seems to have a pretty close relationship with his mother. So that was kind of my thinking. He killed, he was plotting to kill Phil so that the kind of thing that's hurting his mother can be completely eliminated because, you know, that's pretty much all he could do. So it's really interesting. Well, I didn't see it. I didn't see it the way you did. Not that I'm disagreeing with you, Ashley. I think it's like, once you told me that, I was like, oh... That's very interesting. I don't know what's supposed to be the interpretation that the director's trying to give, right? I don't know if she's trying to imply that or if she's just leaving it ambiguously. Well, I think, well, since this is based on a book, I'm pretty sure the book does kind of more or less directly say that Phil or Peter did kill Phil like yeah. on purpose. No, I I do I do think the movie also says that cuz the movie can interpret it whatever it wants even if it's based on a book doesn't mean it's the same story. Right. But yeah, I do think in this case yeah, he did kill him because he the way he handles the rope. Mhm. He, he feels so scared of even touching it that he has to put on gloves. Mm-hmm. It's cuz he knows that the cow is diseased. Just the only doubt that could exist is how would he know that his mom would give away? Yeah, there's a lot of variables in that, like, he did it on purpose. I think he just was, in in my mind, he was putting a lot of cedars out there, like, oh, if this works this way, then we'll go this way. Because we also, how would he have known that he would have cut his hand, too? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what got infected in the first place. But also, in the movie, 
Peter seems to be semi-attracted to Phil. Like, he's very insistent with the conversations about Bronco Henry. He asks if they were naked, and... I don't, he doesn't back away when Phil gets really close to his face. There's a moment, like, they tease that they're gonna kiss. Mm. Well, I think, like, at least on Phil's part, he was... After, after Peter had, like, caught him swimming in the pool and, like, saw... Well, not a pool. Well, it's, like, the, the <laughs> yeah. little... Pound. Disgusting. Pond. Pond, disgusting green water. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Um, and he found Bronco Henry's old magazines or pictures. No, the, the magazines were Phil's. No, it said Bronco Henry. No, it said Bronco Henry, but I think the magazines were Phil. They were definitely Bronco Henry's reading material. Reading material, which I think does kind of imply that he liked men. Well, also we see Phil use a scarf, uh, something, a piece of cloth that said Bronco Henry on it yeah. or BH on it. Yeah, it had BH on it. And but, he put it down his pants. Right. But, like, I think that on Phil's part, like I was saying, he wants to have sort of a mentorship thing that he that he had with Bronco Henry. Yeah, it's, it's the reflection of what he had with his mentor. Yeah. And, and Peter is the new Phil. Yeah, in but this relationship. I don't know if necessarily Phil is, if that's like his main, well, it's obviously not his main focus, but I don't know if it's even his focus at all. Like, I don't even know if in different circumstances, if Phil would be into that or if he's just, you know, effeminate, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because Peter's very callous and calculating. I think, and so, to me, I feel like he he took these clues that potentially Phil and Bronco were lovers and is using that to lure Phil into a false sense of security. Okay, because he is effeminate, effeminate, Mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean he's gay. Right. But he could know that he's been perceived as gay and then use that yeah that's why i could see that also being a thing i don't know if it's if it's really interesting it is i kind of wish that it was a little longer so they could develop stuff i I kind of agree with that i do think that this is a very i mean it's still two hours but it seems very short for what it's trying to do right i mean there's it could be two and a half three hours It, it really could develop more I agree, because but I think a lot of people already thought it was really long. I see. I I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that because I think that there could have been a longer development between. Obviously, Phil is kind of a piece of crap. The entire like first half. Well, he's a, he's a piece of crap even at the end. Well, yeah, really, but but, yeah. but more so in the beginning where yeah. he's he he viciously kind of attacks um, Peter. <laughs> oh yeah, but well, Peter. in the beginning it was like. We don't know anything about him in the beginning, right? You just jump into it. Yeah. And he's so vile. Yeah. I legitimately hated him. Yeah. At the end, I didn't hate him. He's he's not a good guy by the end, though. No. He but is, yeah, you he do. is kind of a villain that's trying to... 
Yeah. You do kind of get a sense of like, oh, I don't hate this guy, but he's not. You like, understand great. why he's doing it. Yeah. He's doing it to hide his insecurities. He does because when he's alone, he acts very different. Mm-hmm. He acts very intuitively, I guess. Well, yeah, because like we also know things about him, such as that he has a degree. Like, yeah, he from Yale. To, yeah, like he's really smart, but he chooses to be a farmer on. Well, a Montana ranch. He's know? very rich. Yeah. So, so I mean, smart, dumb, doesn't matter. But he, he, he hides his wit. He hides it behind, like, a layer of dirtiness. Mm-hmm. Being, smelling bad and not showering. Yeah. Because I think he... And I guess everyone else sees it, so he's right. Because he doesn't shower, he smells bad, he's rude. And everyone thinks of him as this tough guy. Yeah. That has no concerns whatsoever besides doing his work. Yeah. Which is far from the truth. Mm-hmm. He is hiding his, like, true self in all sense of the... Yeah, he's hiding that he's smart. He's hiding that he... We're assuming he likes men. I mean, it's pretty... Heavily implied. Right. He's, he's smart. He likes men. He... Likes daintier things sometimes. I feel like he he lays in the grass. Yeah. He goes into the water. He covers himself in mud. They're like sensitive, I guess, things. Yeah. But he doesn't want to show that at all. That's why he has his hidden place to do these things. Yeah. And Peter kind of is also hiding some stuff because they have a conversation, him and Phil, about what his father told him. About how he could be kinder. Mm. And he is kind of faking being kind. You know? Like giving Phil the hide that he had saved up. or At this point we're just fully convinced that he killed him on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But I think that Peter... Yeah, Peter is... His father might have been right. He might have been a little too psychopathy you know yeah i mean he has this whole plan of killing him softly yeah and i mean yeah it's i really like the story it's it's really good it's really well built again i would like it to be longer because it it could be even slower in my opinion it could develop more yeah but it's really well built and you know it is based on a book so Jane Campion had a lot to work with here, and I think she did a great job, Mm. yet again, because I think she's a great director. Yeah. But I will say that some of the criticisms that people have brought up, specifically, um, I'm referring to Sam Elliott. Right. (laughs) Uh, What he said about it was that, A, she's from New Zealand. It was shot in New Zealand. What does she know about the Montana Western life? And... How to portray that genuinely. It felt pretty genuine. I mean, it felt genuine. I can maybe see he is from a different time where, like, you know, cowboys were macho. And... If you heard him speak, Uh he's so stuck in that macho mentality, the way he even talks. But I kind of lost a little bit of respect for him, I'll be honest. Mm. Not because he's wrong, right, I don't agree. It's just because, like, why would you be so vocal about something so minor? Yeah, and I mean, my thing is, like, you obviously don't have to be an expert at something to create, Of course, you know, it. No, you don't. You just have to know, I think 
you do have to have some type of connection, maybe emotionally or. I mean, this movie know. is emotional. It's yeah. a psychological drama. It's about the feelings. Like sh- the setting is Western, mm-hmm. but it could be any other setting. You could switch it out. Yeah. You could you could make this about. I don't know, a guy being a cop or something. I don't really know, but like pirates, you can do pirates. <laughs> sure, the, the, <laughs> you can remake it as a pirate movie. You're really into pirates lately, mm, right? But you know, I think that that's pretty much been the biggest issue with it that I've seen. And also, I think something that this movie doesn't it has kind of going against it is that it's a Netflix original. And it has against it. In the award perspective, you yeah, mean, right? Yeah. Not in a, like, it would be a better movie if it wasn't. Yeah, a, no. Sure. I don't think, obviously, like, Netflix doesn't really have any sway, I think, over the finished product, right? They just bought the rights to, to show it. Well, it depends on the movies. This one I actually didn't look too much into. Mm. But, yeah, I doubt it was commissioned. Yeah. They commissioned Tall Girl 2, but I don't think they commissioned Project <laughs> I don't think so. But, yeah, I think that for the oscars coming up it might i know right now currently as we're recording this i think it is still the favorite to win it's been the favorite for a while but but yeah yeah. the 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 places around it have moved so i mean it's gonna come out yeah to the voters and and we're gonna figure it out when the oscars are it doesn't really matter yeah but, yeah, we're a big step for Netflix, and this is the close they're going to get. It surely won't be with Don't Look Up. Mm, yeah, that's true. But I think we should give our ratings before, before we go, go into the... the yeah, before yeah. we go through the okay. nominations. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, I think mostly I didn't give it anything higher, maybe just because I wasn't in the mood. This was kind of one of those movies where... <sighs> It was pretty much our last movie that we had to watch for mm. the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like uh, I was kind of pressuring myself to watch it instead of kind of That's naturally, true. organically watching it. I wasn't like super into the idea of watching it, but by the end, I'm like, I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah, that's true. I am excited to, to watch it in the future um, and try to to get some stuff that I missed because I think having it the perspective of like, here's the story. Now you can go mm-hmm. back and kind of... yeah pick apart the stuff that you might have overlooked. I think it'll be a lot more fun the second time around for me. Mm -hmm. It was just going into the unknown that was like daring. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it a lot. I gave it an eight. It could go up in the future. I do think it's very well put together and it really expresses all these emotions without ever being over the top in any sense. And then, of course, it's really well made in technical areas. That's why it has 12 nominations. It looks great. Does it sometimes look like it's New Zealand and not Montana? A little? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. But it still looks great. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They have cows in New Zealand. <laughs> so it got 12 nominations. It got. We talked about the original score, which mm-hmm. you loved. I did. I thought that was really good. It, I, I think it really added to the movie where i feel sometimes original scores that get nominated they just are there i don't think they add anything to the overall feel of the movie but i think that this did i think that this did a good job it did it was it was i mean i don't think it was the most standout-ish 
score, but it was still very good. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to stand out to be good. That's kind of blending in is kind of part of it. Yeah. Got editing, which good. Mm. I didn't so, have any problems with it. I don't I don't know if I was like, oh, this is great editing, but I also didn't think literally anything was done wrong mm. with the editing. It also got cinematography and sound. Yeah, cinematography, sound, production, production. design. Okay, sure. I mean, I feel like the production design is a little weak here. I don't think it's weak. It's just not super important to the story. Yeah. Well, it's not weak in the sense that I think they did a bad job. Just weak. And I think other movies deserve higher yeah, but that's what for it. We talked about The Father last year. And that got production design. And it's like, okay, sure. I think maybe that one more so because... <laughs> it's just a house. Well, it's a house. But then you also have to make it kind of vague enough that... You're not sure if it's his house or if it's somebody right. else's house. You know, it had to, you know. But anyway, that's that was last year. And, th- and then it got, like, all these acting numbers. All four of the people, mm-hmm. the main people we talked about. So, Chris and Dunst for supporting actress. Jesse Plemons for supporting actor. And and Cody Smith McPhee as also supporting actor. And then the leading actor for... Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Which, let's talk about how he didn't feel like Benedict Cumberbatch at all. I think, because I know he's had this problem in the in the past before where his American accent sounds <laughs> really, really bad. And I think he probably worked extremely hard to make it better because <laughs> this was way better than it was really good the, we, last episode was nightmare alley mm-hmm. and i was my main complaint was that bradley cooper was bradley cooper like i couldn't see past that because it just felt like it was him talking mm-hmm. and this cumberbatch really like did a great job at sounding like a tough guy cowboy so very impressed by him it also got Directing and screenplay, mm-hmm. adapted screenplay. Yeah, adapted screenplay. So it got all the big ones. Of course, it got best picture. Mm-hmm. So it got the four big ones, which if it wins, actor, screenplay, director, and best picture. Those that's huge. Yeah, it's happened a couple times in the past, and this is I think the only one that could do that. Maybe. Yeah. Realistically, yeah, probably. But yeah, I think that. Um, I mean, some of them. I guess that it deserves. I'm not saying this movie doesn't deserve anything, right? But you, you earlier said it didn't deserve twelve. Yeah. Is it the number or is it a specific nomination? Um, I just think some of the specific nominations, like, but I mean, uh, to be honest, I think my qualms with it just have to do with I think there have been other movies this year that I think deserve at least a nod. In some direction. So this getting 12 of like even the quote unquote smaller categories. They got big categories. It's, yeah. it's a, it just got nominated like a huge movie. This got nominated like something that like blew up in theaters and yeah. it didn't, it didn't even blow up on Netflix. Yeah. So when you put POW on Netflix to look up the power of the dog, you get Power Rangers first. Yeah, you do. So. <laughs> But I think we'll talk more about the nominations and stuff on our next episode or the episode after next. 
um, our last episode is West Side Story before our Oscar predictions, but we'll talk more about that movie, this movie, then. Um, but I think we're going to wrap it up here. And we'll see you soon with West Side Story and all other Oscar content is either already out or will come out very, very soon. So we'll see you next time. <laughs>